Moncrief on News Talk. Jonathan de Burke Butler joins us once again to bring us stories from around the world afternoon. Sean, Jonathan. how are you getting on? Uh, right, uh, Japan. We're going to go to first, and uh, this is yeah, this is a landmark case about uh, soldiers uh, sexually assaulting or male soldiers sexually assaulting a female soldier. Yeah, so this uh, is a decision that's been made by a court in Japan in the Fukushima District Court. Uh, and they have found three former male soldiers guilty of sexually assaulting a female colleague, okay, in, mm-hmm. in what media and observers are calling a, a sort of a rare victory for, for survivors and challenges, um, uh, ch- survivors of sexual abuse. Okay, yeah. so this was a woman by the name of Rena Gunoy. I think she's 24 at the moment. She joined the armed forces in 2020 and she had pretty she had a pretty hard time, of it, right? So I've, I've read from other sources where she constantly had her backside slapped, People touching her breasts, people kissing her when she didn't want to, uh, didn't want to be kissed, so on and so forth. And this was going on uh, quite a bit. And then on one particular occasion during a military drill in 2021, these three men used martial arts techniques to basically control her, get her onto a bed. They uh, pushed her legs apart uh, and they simulated uh, yeah. sex acts on her. Okay, so I, I should say just for clarity, right? that there was nothing on show, right? There was no penetration or anything like yeah. that. Not that it makes it better or worse or whatever, yeah. but just just for clarity, okay? So she brought the uh, incident, and there was lots of people looking on and laughing and cheering yes. and, the kind of, and that kind of thing. And she brought the incident to her superiors and the superiors did nothing uh, mm. or not enough. And she decided then that she would resign from the Defence Forces. And last year she went onto YouTube and she described what had happened to her. Now, that caused a sensation. It caused an investigation to be launched and the investigation subsequently, a very broad investigation, I should say, not just focusing on this particular incident. That investigation found that there was about 1,400 sexual assaults against both men and women within the uh, defence forces or the self-defence forces and about 60% of those weren't reported. And the reason they weren't reported was because people thought nothing would be done. And if yeah. you take this as a test case, well, they that's were, they fair They weren't enough. wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? So what the courts have decided here is they have decided to sentence these three to two years in prison each and they have suspended the sentence for four years. Now, I'm not sure why, okay? Mm. I don't yeah. know whether it's because before they were discharged from the army, these three people, uh, men, they were in their 20s and early 30s, made an apology to her. Um, or whether there was some... And it was a dishonourable discharge as well. Oh, yeah, said, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there were others who were there, in fact, who were yeah. who were kicked out of the army. Five of them were kicked out. Five others were kicked out, and I think four others were, were disciplined as well. Um, so, it's as I said, it's been hailed as a bit of a, a, a victory for, 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 you know, survivors of sexual assault because it's very much a taboo subject still in Japan, and it's it's... It's still that kind of scenario, I suppose, where you have in lots of countries where it's the victim who seems to be the one who yeah. gets the blame, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, They have changed, though, the... Uh, didn't they change uh, legislation in relation to rape? Yeah, they, they did. Uh, they, they, they removed the, in the requirement, for example, to, that the, the victim had to prove that they tried to resist the attacker, for example. Mm. So they changed various different aspects of it. I think it was last June... Uh, yeah, they did that. Yeah. 
Right, Nicaragua, we're going to go next. And uh, this is a story about... Now, this is not the Miss Nicaragua. Nicaragua she's involved. She, she's the head of the competition, is she, yeah, in, so the, the, in, in the country. I yeah. suppose the main person in this story is the director of Miss Nicaragua. The, the Miss Nicaragua, Nicaragua sorry. <laughs> yes, that's like, yeah, once, sorry. You, once you think about saying it, you can't say it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, that was nearly a bad one. But anyway, yeah. uh, this is uh, Karen Celeberti, uh, who announced her retirement from the organisation last Monday. Right now, it does involve Miss, Nac- Miss Nicaragua as well, right? Because she won M- Miss Universe, right? Okay. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. That So back in November, I think it was November 18th, Shanice Palios won Miss Universe, right? And it, it sparked celebrations in the country, as you can imagine. I'm not going to try and say it again. It sparked celebrations in the country, as you can imagine. And yeah. of course, every politician tried to get on the back of that. And of mm. course, that included Daniel Ortega, who's dictator for life, right? He's been yeah. in power since 2007, as we know. His wife, uh, Rosario Murillo, is very powerful as well uh, in the country, right? So he was delighted and he congratulated her until, of course, he found out that she was involved in the protest that you might recall back in 2018 (laughs) to get rid of her, right? So she was a university student at the time. She was involved in those protests and he all of a sudden didn't like her anymore, right? And it seems that the authorities, or at least the ones that are loyal to him, have launched this campaign against anybody who is involved with her or involved with the pageant in the country, right? Mm. And so that's why this particular director has been targeted. Uh, And so what they did was they went down to her family home, they went in and they ripped it apart and they found apparently um, evidence that suggested that she had participated on the internet and in the streets in terrorist actions of a failed coup. Now, they didn't say exactly what that coup coup was, but they reckoned that they were alluding to those protests back in 2018. So the, even the director was involved as well. Yeah. Um, so she's had to resign. Oh, gosh. Uh, and, and when she resigned, did she say, I'm resigning because, you know, they came around my house and trashed it? Or did she give a reason? She, she didn't give a reason. She basically said that... Um, so it came nine days after the, the, this 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 conspiracy accusation was made against her, and when they ransacked the house, they also arrested her husband and their son. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she was out of the country at the time as well. So I think it might have been a case of it probably would be better for you to resign and yeah. take attention away from yourself. And we might think about releasing your husband and your child. Um, but she said no. She said that she thought there'd be new opportunities for her elsewhere. She said that she'd work for 23 years with zeal and effort. Uh, and she thought that, the you know, the fact that they had won the, the Miss Universe was, a, was an achievement for everyone without... Uh, political distinction. Uh, so yeah. it was an interesting statement that she yeah. made, but um, it's, it, it, she could be in trouble still. Uh, the US we're going to go to now, specifically Alabama. And this is an interesting, uh, well, the basis, it, it, it's, it's an interesting basis for a court case to try and save a man's life, essentially. Yeah, so this involves um, a man by the name of Kenneth Smith, who is on death row in Alabama. And he was one of two men who were convicted back in 1988 for the murder of a woman, Okay. Um, so he's been on death row for a while and they tried to execute him last year using lethal, uh, um, sorry, lethal injection, but it didn't work. Oh. Right? So they botched it. Okay? Yeah. And um, they delayed it. And so since then, they've come up with a new method that they're going to try out in Alabama. So that he will be the first person, I'm sure he's delighted, he'll be the first person next year to die by uh, nitrogen poisoning. They're basically going to put a mask over a face and pump it full of nitrogen. And yeah. That'll kill him. Okay. 
Um, so that's fine. Um, but like most people uh, who are sent to the death chambers, he wants to have a spiritual advisor with him, a pastor of sorts. And that pastor is a man by the name of Ref- Reverend Jeff Hood, who would be quite well known as um, as being against execution full stop. OK, um, so he this is the, that is the Reverend was made to sign a waiver last month in which he said he would be allowed into the chamber if he stood three feet away from Ken's, Kenneth Smith, the man who's about to be executed. And the reason for that is because the executioners are saying that there is a very small risk that the mask might slip off. And if it does, that the room would fill with nitrogen yeah. uh, or at least the the area around the, the, mm. the Ken Smith's face would, would fill with nitrogen. And therefore, the Reverend Jeff Hood might be at risk. Yeah. Now, he's saying, OK, that's absurd, right? And so I'm bringing a case and he's bringing the case for two reasons. The first reason he says is that he said that signing that waiver shows that there is a risk to the whisk, to the witness attending, okay, mm. which is fair enough. Yeah. Okay, so it's yeah. not safe. But the second one, and I think this is where he might have a better chance of winning, is that he says that there's, there's those restrictions, as in not being able to go close to Kenneth Smith, would interfere with his ability to minister to Smith before he's executed. So he wants to go, he wants to lay his hands on him, pray yeah. with him, anoint him, all of that kind of stuff. And he's saying that he's not going to be allowed to do that. And and I think he might win here, right? Yeah. Because the US Supreme Court ruled last year that states must accommodate wishes of death row inmates who want to have their pastors pray aloud and critically even touch them during their executions. Okay, that's interesting. That would rule out a firing squad then. You'd be taking a similar <laughs> True, risk actually, yeah, yeah. in that scenario yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, and so when, when uh, because presumably the clock's ticking here. In, in It's next schedule. year. It's, it's yeah. due for next year. So it's not as quick as normal actually. Yeah. Um, because usually they make these decisions really quickly and, mm-hmm. uh, and there's, you know, lots of harem scare all over the place to try and stop it within a few days and decisions are made quickly. But this isn't until next year. So. Okay, and he's going to go, is he going to the US Supreme Court with this one? Or I don't know if he, he is. I, yeah. Well, the, the, the only reference I have to the US Supreme Court at the moment is that judgment or that ruling that they gave last year. Yeah. I don't know what, yeah. in, in connection to what case that was. So I don't know how high he's going to go. I assume yeah. he's going to have to go through Alabama first and then he, if and he needs to, he'll, yeah. he'll go all the way up. It and, and, he'll get, and he'll get support for it. Yeah, There's no yeah, but problems there. Very interesting if he goes to a... a a Trump-appointed Supreme Court well, who, then, who then reversed the decision on execution. Well, but, that's, refer, uh, but reversed the decision that they made. I mean, yeah. were, were they not the ones... Were, was the Trump-appointed Supreme Court not there last year? Yeah, it probably was, they wasn't? were, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they were. I don't think it so would please, be an interesting uh, one. please yeah. the possible new president. Right, Albania we're going to go to next. And uh, I didn't even know there was a possible deal between Albania and Italy in terms of migrants. Yeah, so. it, was, it was signed last month uh, between um, Georgia Maloney, the relative new Italian PM and um, the extremely tall Eddie Rama. He used to play basketball professionally oh. in Albania. He's about six foot six or six foot seven. Anyway, a bit of a character, but we'll leave that for another day. Um, he has signed a deal, uh, Albania signed a deal with um, Italy to basically build migrant reception centres in Albania. So they're doing a Rwanda or an Australia yeah. Okay. Thing on it, but right? these people aren't coming through Albania to try and get into Italy. They're going to send them to Albania. So, so, so that's a great question. So, what's going to happen here is that if the Italians stop them on the boats, they'll bring them to Albania, okay, and they'll be processed through there. Now, M- Georgia Maloney, when they signed this deal last month, 
she was at pains to point out that this wouldn't involve minors, pregnant women or other vulnerable groups. So it's going to be probably, you know, that stupid uh, name that they give military aged men. Um, right? Invested okay. males. Yeah, yes, that, this, yeah. this rubbish that they yeah. go on with, right? So it's probably going to be that cohort mm. that will go to, to Albania um, if it gets through, right? Because there are opposition lawmakers in Albania who are trying to put a stop to it. Not necessarily because they feel any affinity with the people who are trying to are risking their lives coming over to the Mediterranean, mm. uh, but because they're annoyed with Eddie Rammer for going on a solo run here yeah. and coming up with this surprise package. So they've basically taken a case to the Constitutional Court and they're saying that um, there were procedural errors during the negotiation and the signing of the deal, um, that it it really wasn't Eddie Rammer's place to sign off on the deal anyway, because there's issues around territory and fundamental rights that has to go to the president. And the Constitutional Court has basically agreed with them and said, OK, well, we're going to, first of all, put a delay on the ratification of this deal, which was supposed to be last Thursday. Yeah. So that was done. Uh, and they're going to review the case in January of next year. So it's 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 really going to delay it quite significantly because Maloney was hoping to have these processing centres built by the spring and mm-hmm. have the first cohort of about 3,000 uh, migrants going through there. They're hoping, yeah. to, they're hoping to process about 30,000 a year. Crikey. And presumably uh, Italy is chucking Albania a few bob for this. Uh, chucking Albania a few bob. And I was reading the statements when the deal was made last month where Georgia Maloney basically said that um, Albania w- was showing that it was a European country even if it isn't part of the European Union yet. So to me, that smacks of basically we yeah. will support you all the way. And they are they do have candidate status, but they've had that candidate status for 10 years now. So it's it's taken them a long time. So ah, I, I think interesting. Eddie Ram is looking at politically and he's saying, OK, if we help out here, we might get fast-tracked into the EU. Yeah. Uh, right, so, uh, yeah, if you could let us know what's uh, coming up uh, over the next week or so. Sure, yeah. Uh, other uh, than w- Christmas, of course. Well, that was yes. going to be my last yeah. one. But <laughs> uh, There's uh, elections in the DRC, Democratic Republic of the Congo, on Wednesday. And then Saturday, a very interesting one, uh, a woman by the name of Rebecca Welch uh, will become the first ever female referee for a Premier League match uh, when she referees Fulham versus Burnley. Mm. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see. Would she be dropping on. a microphone into the crowds on that <laughs> no, one? No, not at all. Yeah. And, uh, and then, uh, sorry, God, yes. the, the most important story, critical yeah. story, December 24th, uh, Santa will be flying around the world, of course. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Jonathan, thanks, thanks a million as ever and for all your contributions uh, uh, this year. We'll talk to you in the new year and happy Christmas. And the same to you. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.